Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Ominous Origins Podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is still brought to you by the wonderful people over at MorbidlyBeautiful.com. Morbidly Beautiful is your one-stop shop for all things horror content related, from interviews, reviews, top 10 lists, and everything in between. Now, this week's episode is one I've wanted to touch on for a very, very long time. I first heard about it, oh, maybe three or four years ago, and it's a weird kind of phenomena. It involves children. It involves potentially demonic spirits or entities. And it's just all around really, really creepy. This is about the black-eyed kids. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. Yeah, so just what are the Black Eyed Kids? No, they're not a weird cover band of the Black Eyed Peas. No, they're far more terrifying. I have some stories I am going to share with you a little bit later on, not too long in, don't worry. But first we're going to talk about just what these things are. Because they're not children. At least, not to my knowledge, or my opinion even. The Black Eyed Kids are a folk phenomenon of people having strange encounters with kids whose eyes are entirely black, who insist upon entering their vehicle or home, and who seem to ooze an overwhelming sense of fear and panic. From encounters to anecdotes to legit research, these things are very creepy. So what is a Black Eyed Kid? Besides the obvious, they are believed to be some sort of entity who will take over your soul or your possessions or just bring you bad luck in general. Now typically, black-eyed kids will look like normal human children between the ages of 6 and 16, but they have very pale skin and their eyes are completely black. How are they completely black and people don't notice? Well, some sort of glamour spell or some sort of trick that these entities play on you make them seem like you can't look them in the eye. No matter how hard you look, you just can't notice the feature. Their faces sort of blend into one another, and they're very non-distinct. And that goes for their eyes, you just can't remember. You feel like something's off, like an uncanny valley feeling, but there's just nothing there. Until you realize that, hmm, something is very amiss. And once you realize that something is very amiss, then, only then will you realize that these children have completely black eyes, and it's best not to interact with them any further. People who have been in close proximity to the black-eyed kids report a feeling of unease that has washed over them. While nothing about the children's appearance aside from the eyes are generally frightening, people still reported feeling a range of anxiety and fear and terror in their presence. Other people, once they have come to and realize what they're interacting with, have seen talons or other demonic attributes. But most of the time, these kids just seem completely normal, which is terrifying in and of its own right. These children are also described as wearing black clothing or dated clothing. It, generally something that doesn't fit the time frame or something that a child their age should or would be wearing at the time. Think of like Children of the Damned. They all seem a little bit out of place, and maybe out of time as well, which kind of gives this a sort of demonic feel. Another typical thing that these 
entities or black-eyed kids want is something. They will always ask you for something. And it always has to do with being close to you or getting into your personal space, be it your home, your vehicle, something. They want what you have and they want to get close to you. One of the most terrifying aspects of this whole thing is that there are no reported stories of what happens when you are done, I guess, by a black-eyed kid. Nobody's ever lived, I guess, to tell the tale of what happens when you let one of these children into your home or into your vehicle or give them something that they asked for. There's no reports of it. Now, I'm not sure if that lends a sort of credence to these stories or if it just kind of makes it a little more bullshitty. It's hard to tell. When you have the situation of nobody's ever lived to tell the tale, well, then we don't know what the other side is like, right? Eh? Another thing about these kids is that they are a fairly new phenomena as well. The earliest sighting was by a journalist, Brian Bethel, in 1996, which kind of makes it seem a little too urban legend as opposed to folklore or typical myths and typical legends being hundreds of thousands of years old. Now, of course, this story has been creepypasted to hell. But to this day, Bethel insists the incident was real, and what he reported was what happened. As late as 2014, a British paper reported that sightings of black-eyed kids around the world are rising. Now, I can't find the actual report on this, so it's probably from the Daily Mail because that is the most trusted source in news journalism today. I digress. But there are some popular theories about what these black-eyed kids are. As I said, demonic entities. Also, aliens is another one. Vampires is another one. So the vampire thing I kinda see, it can work if these just emerged in 1996. Maybe they've been sleeping for thousands of years and just emerged. Maybe not thousands of years, but hundreds, at least. Given their clothing and how dated they tend to be, they look like they're from the 1800s, 1700s, 1600s even. Just the style of clothes that they wear just doesn't fit. So how would you like some creepy-ass stories? A lot of these are going to come from ThoughtCatalog.com. This one is entitled Halloween. And this is going to be told in the first person as that's how it was written. And I'm not trying to steal anybody's stories, these are just how I found them on the internet. It starts with, this is so funny. I never heard of BEKs or black eyed kids before my incident. So I come here to share my post and my first story about the time I saw black eyed kids. Let me preface this by saying I am no means a writer, just a domestic engineer living in North Texas. Also, I don't believe in the paranormal, ghosts, demons, aliens, whatever. However, I did have an event happen to me this Halloween I have to admit has me scratching my head. This is my first post on Reddit and sorry to say, I'd never even heard about it until yesterday. I told my best friend about the incident and she is an avid reader of No Sleep. And she told me if I didn't post it, she would. So here I am. Anyway, I hope you like it. So it had been a slow trick-or-treat night in our neighborhood that evening, which is pretty odd in and of itself. We usually have kids from different areas quote unquote dropped off in ours and have a constant parade to our door. That night, I'd say we had no more than eight or 10 groups of kids come by the entire night. It was about 9.30 p.m. and my husband and I were sitting in our family room watching some of those ghost-based shows on actual events, 
Like I said, I don't believe in that stuff, but I do like a good ghost story now and then, and it was Halloween after all. We hadn't had any activity at the door in over half an hour, and it was getting late, so we decided to turn the porch light off and let our dog, Chloe, out of her crate. Chloe is an American bulldog and is very docile. We only put her in her crate because we were afraid she would try to get out and quote-unquote play with all the kids, and I didn't want them to have to chase after her down the street. Also, we didn't want her to scare any of the kids because she would look like an intimidating dog to the younger kids. So I turned the outside light off, let Chloe out, and she followed me back to the couch to lay down at my feet. It was getting close to 10 p.m. when my husband decided he'd had enough fun for the night and was going to go upstairs, take a shower, and get ready for bed. After all, it was Thursday and he still had to get up early the next day. My teenage son was out with his friends at a local haunted house and was supposed to be back in about an hour or so, so that left me some alone time on the couch with Chloe. Now, just because I don't believe doesn't mean these shows don't freak me out a bit. And being alone now watching, I'd have to say this kind of put me on edge, as it were. It wasn't long after I heard the upstairs shower turn on when there was a light knock, knock, knock at the front door. My initial reaction was, what the hell, really? It's almost 10, go home. But soon an uneasy feeling came over me. Why the knock? The doorbell glows in the dark, and without a porch light, it would be extra obvious to anyone standing there. So I paused. I couldn't really ignore it. Our front door has a big beveled glass panel, and anybody right at the door could see in enough to see someone was in the family room watching TV. So it would be pretty rude for me to just sit there and not answer it. The three knocks came again. I glanced down at Chloe and she was gone. My gaze followed her to the path to the front door, expecting her to be on her way there. She normally does when somebody knocks, but she wasn't there. I stood up to look around the room better and found her, crouching by the back door like she was wanting out. However, she never asks to go out like that. She always comes and licks my hand or puts her head on my knee or something. This was totally out of character for her, and I have to say, heightened my anxiety. Chloe, crate, I said. She just turned back to look at me like, hell no, I ain't moving. I yelled up to my husband, but he was already in the shower, and I knew there was no chance of him hearing me. Knock, knock, knock. About that time, a car drove down our street and cast just enough light on the door to where I could see the silhouette of two small children through the glass. I instantly felt relief. It was just some kids, probably a couple of my neighbors on their way back home and wanted to stop by and show me their costumes or something. I headed to the front door and looked back to make sure Chloe wasn't going to follow. What a great watchdog, I thought to myself as she just sat there. I turned on the porch light when I got to the door and sure enough I could see through the glass and it was indeed a couple of pretty small kids. A little late for such young ones I thought and I began to wonder about what kind of parents would let their kids run around the streets that late at night. I only opened the door enough to where I could block Chloe's escape if she decided to grow some balls, which was only about two feet. What struck me immediately odd was that the kids weren't wearing any costumes. They were in normal street clothes. Also, no customary trick-or-treat either. I began to feel very uneasy again. It was a boy and a girl. The girl to my left was older, I'd say maybe about 11 or 12. I could tell she was blonde, but I couldn't make out any distinct features as our lights are from high above and most of the light was coming from the street light behind them, so I was a little bit backlit. I had not opened the door wide enough for any light from inside to hit them directly. The boy I could tell was younger, about a foot shorter, and I'd say maybe eight or nine, and looked to have very light brown hair. The girl very politely spoke up. 
Ma'am, can we come inside your house and use your phone to call our mom? As she spoke, something in the pit of my stomach was telling me something was very wrong. What kid, even at that age, doesn't have a cell phone of their own these days? I couldn't remember the last time I had anybody ask to use my phone. Um, hun, don't you have a phone of your own to call your mom on? I asked. This is when things got really weird. Both kids turned to look at one another like they were going to say something to one another, but neither ever actually spoke. They both turned back to me, and the girl said, Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here, and my brother is scared. Now, I have to admit, there were two competing feelings going on inside of me. The first, that of a mother's heart that wanted to help these two small children get to their mom. The other, a sinking fear in my gut that was keeping the other feeling at bay. It was then that I noticed during the short conversation I'd already opened the door a few extra inches, which I was completely unaware of doing so. I stopped. Honey, why don't you give me your mother's number and I can call her myself? They paused again and looked at each other. After a short moment, they turned back to me and the girl said, Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come in while you call our mom? And with that last statement, the little girl moved a little closer to the door like she was just going to walk in. As she did, she stepped into the light coming from inside the house and I got my first real good look at her. Solid jet black eyes. That's all I could see. That motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror I don't think I've ever felt in my life. I could feel the hair on my arms and the back of my neck standing at attention. I closed the door to where just my face was able to peek out. The little girl stopped and again pleaded, Please ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us. Then, like on cue, both kids began to whimper and cry. That's when the fear took over completely and I shut and locked the door. I'll call your mom if you give me the number, I shouted through the door. But I'm not letting you in my house. I could still see them standing on the porch, just staring at me through the beveled glass. Part of me wanted to run upstairs to my husband, but the bigger part didn't want to lose track of where they were. That would have freaked me out even more to not know where they actually were. After what seemed like forever, but probably only a few seconds, I decided to call my neighbor that lives across the street. As I made my way to the side table by our couch to my phone, I glanced back at the door. Chloe was nowhere to be found. We later found her in the guest room under the bed. When I got to my phone and started to look up his contact information, it was only then that the kids stepped away from the door and began to walk down the street. As they did, I walked to the door to get a better look to see where they went, but I'm still not calling my neighbor. If you get close enough to the glass, you can see out enough to make out people's shapes, but you can't really see much detail. Of course, standing that close to the door would make you pretty obvious to anyone outside looking in. From the door, I could see that the kids were still standing under the street lamp nearest my house, staring at me. As I lifted my phone to my ear after calling, only then did they start walking down our street. I met my neighbor out under the lamp once he was out there, but the kids were nowhere to be seen. Like I said, I don't believe in any of this stuff and never even heard about black-eyed kids before talking to my friend. What I really think is that these kids were just yanking people's chains on Halloween night. But I will say this for them, they were really good. Really, really good. They scared the shit out of me and my dog. Now that story came from Reddit user Sarah Beth 11 Now what do you think, did that sound real to you? 
most of the Black Eyed Kids stories that I've heard have sounded almost exactly like that. People getting that very uneasy sense around them. It's just hard to explain. Most people get the instinct when a child is in danger to help them. And this goes against everything in your core. Unless you're some sort of psychopath. And then, well, you know, that doesn't really affect you. You'd probably be like, yeah, come party, guys. Let's go. Come on. Black-eyed kids? Fucking awesome. You'll kill me. I'll kill you. You know, that sort of stuff. Anyway, I have another story here from March of 2008. And it's again from Reddit. It starts as such. On March 17th, 2008, I had my own one and only encounter with a black-eyed kid. Before my experience, I had never heard of anything having to do with the black-eyed kids. I was 12. I was sitting outside of a hairdresser's in an old Chevy pickup waiting for my mom to get her hair cut. About 15 minutes had passed and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my parked car. At first, I thought I recognized him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield until he looked my way. It wasn't anyone I knew. At this point, I wasn't scared at all. Not yet. The boy walked over to the side of my car and just stares. I think he did this so I could get a good look at his eyes. He wanted to freak me out. And let me tell you, if you have never seen a black-eyed kid, you have no idea what to imagine. Pupils black as the night sky. The boy whispers, you must let me in. And then I locked the car doors and ducked down into the space below the seats. Five minutes later, he was gone. When my mother got into the car, she told me a boy with black eyes had come into the hairdressers and insisted for my mother to give him the keys to the car. She refused, naturally. And thank God she did. That's from Big Taco 123 via Reddit. Another interesting point that I've seen here is that most people don't experience black eyed kids until they're told about them. Yeah. Despite the two stories I told you about today, these people are kind of like the rarities. Most people have heard about them prior to, or they at least know somebody who knows about them. So when they tell them this experience, they go, oh my god, you had an experience with a black-eyed kid. That's terrifying. Good thing you didn't act upon whatever, or you might not be here today if you believe the stories of, well, nobody's ever told the story of what happens when you let the black-eyed kids in. It's all truly, truly terrifying. Like I said, this goes against human nature in general. What do you do when a kid comes up and asks for help? It's hard to deny them at first, but then they get a little bit pushier or they pretend to be sad. But this whole time, you cannot shake this feeling of unease in the middle of your gut. What do they want? Why are they here? Why me? It seems suspicious at best. And then they become angry with you, which I've heard happens quite a bit when you don't give in to their demands. I'm curious, what happens when you do let a black-eyed kid in? Now, I doubt any of you have ever had an experience with a black-eyed kid, let alone let them in. But if you do have any stories about black-eyed kids, absolutely drop me a line. I would love to talk to you about it. I would love to listen to your story, be it in text or audio form, whatever you want. But that's the black-eyed kids. And that's going to do it for me this week. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Every five-star review does get a shout-out on the show. It's read, your name is said, all that sort of fun stuff. 
Furthermore, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy, which is a very difficult thing to do. So if you could do that, that would be fucking great. You can also follow me along on social media on Twitter at HorrorShotsProd as in production. Instagram, yeah, the old gram, which I never use, but there's still an account there. And that is Ominous Origins Pod. Or on Facebook, which has been growing lately for some reason. And that would be at HorrorShots. My name is Casey, and until next time.